So I know nothing about kombucha. I had some neighbors that. What I'm, it, you know, my memory is telling me that uh, they had mushrooms soaking in the pantry. It looks like <laughs> it looks like a bunch of mushrooms soaking in a pantry. Okay, that's what it looks like. <laughs> is it not mushrooms though? No, it's not mushrooms. It's uh, it's a SCOBY, which stands for Symbiotic Colony of Bacteria and Yeast. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty intense little disc of. Um, Yuck. For some people, for me, I'm okay with it. It like, reminds me of a placenta, right? Like it's definitely filtering, feeding. It's filled with lots of great vitamins and uh, probiotics and acids that do a whole bunch of wonderful things for us, to our bodies. Um, but yeah, it's literally just sweet tea that you add the scoby to and like a bit of the kombucha from the previous batch, leave it for one to two weeks and you've got a drink, an effervescent drink. So the, the, the scoby feeds off of the sugar. And so the byproduct is the effervescent feel that you get when you drink it. I'm so excited about the tasting. Yeah, this one's really fizzy. So this one's Embrace me, and it's um, ginger and hibiscus. Mm. So this is um, actually a hibiscus mm. and black tea blend. And I don't know if you're familiar with sorrel, which is like a Jamaican drink that's made mm. out of hibiscus that's steeped for a long time, and then you add a whole bunch of ginger. You might add pimento and allspice and cinnamon and nutmeg and different spices. Mm. Um, so this is kind of like a kombucha take on that. Okay, it's called Embrace Me Ginger. Embrace Me Ginger and Hibiscus. Hibiscus. Yeah, there was a woman that I used to, through the residency with to be like instead of saying, give me a hug, she would always just come up and just say, Embrace Me. Embrace Me? Is that, is that how you came up with the name for this? So how did you, how did you attach this name to Ginger Hibiscus? Embrace me. It felt like an embrace. It does. It, it, it feels warm. Mm. And she just reminded me, she always wears like red lipstick or something. And it's just like, hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, embrace me. I love it. It's a, it's a tartness <laughs> to it. I like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like it. And, and a kind of floral. I'm not going to try to be like a wine taster. Yeah, I'm like floral, floral, <laughs> and tart. <laughs> I like it. I like the way my body's responding to it. Mm. It, it. That's the thing that gets me about kombucha. You know it's kombucha when you drink it and you can feel it. Yes. Because it actually, it's filled with vitamin B, so many different acids that are working together like an adaptogen to reduce the stress in your body. And so I feel like when you drink it and you start to feel it, it's almost like an exhale, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, what are you feeling physically? Yeah. yeah. Physically, um, I noticed uh, a certain warming, warming, you know. Mm. This one is divine intervention. Divine intervention. It's a jasmine infused green tea. Ooh. Yeah. That's my first reaction. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Normally, I don't like jasmine, but this was like mm. a um, a huge. Wow. You know, when you set up to do something and then you turn around and realize. 
I realized I had nothing. Like I'd set up, I'd brewed the water, like boil the water, brewed, you know, and I had nothing to do, no tea, and then I had some jasmine green tea, and so that was a divine intervention because I would uh, never <laughs> put the tea together. It's so nice. It's very, it has a very kind of uh, carbonated yes. quality to it. Mm -hmm. That was my first reaction oh um, aphrodisiac aphrodisiac, <laughs> aphrodisiac jasmine so oh, that that pheromone. is a divine intervention we should really be handing this out to the whole neighborhood yeah. wow, i'm really curious about the lucid jasmine yeah <laughs> <laughs> me too before it was called ngozi street and it was a friend of mine, Ngozi Paul, who's also an actress and playwright, um, was by, and I had the divine, and she was like, oh, I can picture rose petals in here. Mm. And then she said, I had a dream with rose, there was rose in it. So I added cardamom, lavender, and rose petals to the jasmine. And last summer, and it was just oh, really I pretty. So nice. And then this summer I added some young Thai coconut. Mm. And it kind of just ups the ante with the dream a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I want it out in a garden, like I want to be outside. Mm -hmm. I want to be under a tree. Like, it's a, Isn't it very, there's mm -hmm. something very mm -hmm. elegant about mm -hmm. it? That's the thing with kombucha, it challenges me to challenge myself. Nice. With the ingredients, mm -hmm. with the combinations. Mm -hmm. How does this work? I'm just looking at the gadgets. Like how, where, how is it stored? So they're stored in cakes, oh. um, and then they're all piped in. So there's a whole bunch of, you know, beer beer tubing that goes through the mm. to each of the taps uh, from the cakes. Was this made especially for the space? Or did mm -hmm. you have this? Yeah, yeah. I love this. This is really yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, we just went to Noble Plumbing Supply because <laughs> I wanted something nice, but then I couldn't afford something like really nice because these can be like anywhere from six to ten thousand dollars or something. Wow. Whereas like these are just plumbing supplies, so you just go. Yes. Yeah. Do you mind if I take a picture? Mm -hmm. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. It's so beautiful. You may want to touch it. Do people always want to touch this? Uh, I think they always comment on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. They could touch it. Yeah. It's very erotic. <laughs> when you really think about it. I yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And some people like this. I know, like, my partner Julian, he's happy with bitter. Mm. This is, like, the pineapple mint to me is, it's, I've mm. just changed the, um, Green tea, so I've been having so much difficulty with my green tea. Very, very fragrant. Very fragrant, but there's an aftertaste to it that, if you're not familiar with kombucha, can just like... Has a bitterness. It has a bitterness. And I'm like... So. It's a very, there's a very, I want to say masculine quality to it, so... That's who tends to buy it, I feel. <laughs> yeah. 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 Men. yeah, men tend to buy it because it, it's more of that beer flavor, yeah. but with the pineapple mm -hmm. and mint. And mm -hmm. so the bitterness, they don't mind that bitterness. But That's actually a bit bitterness that's not too bitter for me. I, sometimes I'll have bitter things. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like it too. And it was actually the one that I 
it caught me. I was like, pineapple, ginger, mint. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Masculine energy. Uh, maybe. This so this is her referral vision. This is the very first one I ever this is made. Great. I love it. I love the word peripheral. Yeah. I love it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It helps you see? It's just, you know, lavender, cardamom, and pink peppercorn. Like Ooh. things that I would never have put together. But again, you know, the thing with kombucha, it's a living drink. So even as it's there, it's fermenting. And so you have actually have no control over what it tastes like. Mm. And so peripheral vision is one of those that challenges. <laughs> I like it. It, it has a stronger flavor. It has a very strong flavor. Um, I find that when it's like cold and you've let it age even more and it becomes even more uh, carbonated, that one for me is like a beer. Mm. Can yeah. this ever get you intoxicated? Absolutely. How do you get it to that point? You just keep fermenting it. Fermenting it. And this mm. is vanilla and ginger. Ooh. There's a nice variety. Yeah, I like to have okay. like mm. at least one ginger always. Today mm. I have three. Mm. And um, you know, I always try to have at least one jasmine, but normally two. And then I have my experiment. <laughs> I like this actually. So I'm mm. considering doing, like having one that's just cold brew coffee all the time so that there's one less that I have to make. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, six know. flavors is You guys don't have to whisper, unless you want to. <laughs> yeah, this is how we. I know you're recording. Oh, it's okay. We like to capture. We like to. We like to capture real life. Ah, yes. Yeah, so real life. I'll see you tomorrow, homie. I love this little this tier. That I would, whenever I walk by and if I pop when I popped in here. Yeah. I love that. My little altar. My little altar space. What's on your altar? Do you want to see this? This is citrine. Mm hmm. And I've got like some, like actual cotton, which kind of just ties me to my ancestors. I've got some hibiscus, which also ties me to my ancestors and some herbs. I've got the blue malva here, cause it's kind of like a time of divine intervention in terms of energy. And uh, the cotton is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, this bowl was handmade and, um, in Belize, so they're, you know, like they're guys on the street just making crafts, and so we'd walk past them every day, and there's one guy making this bowl, and yeah, yeah, I love these little succulent plant pots, oh yeah, they've become a thing. We were looking at your mm -hmm. items here, and there's just, what kind of sage is this? That is yerba santa. Oh my god. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's yes. like, it's really good for purifying your space. And um, mugwort. And that is also another, like, just cleansing? For cleansing, yeah. Especially for pain. So I don't know if you've ever had um, acupuncture done, but in, okay. if you do, like, you know, one of the treatments that I would suggest as a midwife for somebody with a breech baby would be to go 
to an acupuncturist and they do what's called moxibustion. So mm -hmm. they, there's a point on your pinky toe and you burn the stick and you hold it by your toe and I mean, you feel the baby like, oh, <laughs> try to get its Whoa. head down. Wow. And it's, that's what it is. It's the mugwort. It's real powerful. That sounds powerful. Is. is this all related to midwifery somehow? I mean, absolutely. That's pretty much why this store is called the Witch's Brew. Because midwives back in the day, mm -hmm. they were considered mm -hmm. witches. And, a lot, and they were considered witches because when they cared for women and families, um, the, the morbidity and mortality rate was a lot lower than male doctors. And the difference was male doctors, they go from, you know, like uh, autopsy to birth to some other operation, no hand washing, no instrument cleaning, no nothing. And so midwives, you know, the, they, the, the people would always ask me, like, do you really put a pot on to boil? Like, because they say, you know, can you get the pot, put the, the start mm -hmm. boiling some water? And they're like, you really do. So you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that not for the same reasons as back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now it's more like we're just going to use it for warm compresses to support while the baby's coming mm -hmm. out. Um, but before, it was to boil the instruments, to clean them, and we washed our hands. And so that's why we didn't lose as many lives as male doctors. What is this? Black it's a copal. resin. A resin. Black copal? Black copal. It smells beautiful. Ooh. That's like pretty much what you smell in the space. I burn wow. a lot of that, a lot oh. of sage. So yeah, like every time I have my ritual, I come in, I have the sage here at the altar, so I take that and I burn it and I just, you know, walk through the space, go to the, the kombucha that's brewing, just talk to it a bit, smudge it out, come around, put it back. When I leave, I just say, you know, thanks to the ancestors, give them some water, just let them protect the space. It's funny because I'm an introvert, like a introvert. Yeah, you were saying that. You and were saying so that. being like on yeah. display, <laughs> it's just, it's uh, really hard. You mean verbally right now? Or just in, in the work in, even? In, in the work. Like yeah. I, the, the first two weeks that I was open, I, I remember I came home like after two weeks and I was just in tears. It's just like, I can't do this. Like I can't mm. communicate all day, every day. Yeah. And the responsibility, mm. like what people were communicating to me, I just thought people would come in, have kombucha. <laughs> you became, you became like, like a therapist. Oh, wow. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's it's oh, amazing. It's amazing. But it was just overwhelming because it was like well okay like it's it's it, it's 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 beautiful to know that there are people that are experiencing like you're not the only one experiencing the stress and you know of everyday life and but then like the spiritual challenges like that it was just like wow okay hmm. so We're what have you what, what do you do now to do you do anything different? You said that was when you started. When I started, I just accepted it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Accepted that. I have a shop. Like, the thing is, a lot of things just go right over my head, right? Like, I have a shop called The Witch's Brew. 
mm-hmm. right? I, I talk a lot about ritual and, you know, tradition. I, you know, have a lot of things that suggest I'm the person that you talk to for these things, right? right? Yeah, you're and the so face of the witch's brew. I'm the face of the witch's brew, and so I just accepted that because that's what it is. But I love having this space. Like, it's this is my medicine. This is what I do. And so I get to have, I've always wanted a store in Kensington Market since I was little. And now I get to have a store where I can buy things that I like and, you know, like just watch other people be happy and, and buy things and that they need as opposed to, like, I don't try to sell things to people. Do you offer workshops and things like that here, or lectures, or, you know, just like... I want to. I want to. So, right now, there's not the space to do it, Mm -hmm. but um, I definitely want to do it. Um, Again, this is one of the reasons why I like having a store. I've had this book for, like, 20 years, and I've always wanted to do this with a group of women, and I just never done it, but now... I think I'm going to do it. Sacred Woman, A Guide to Healing the Feminine Body, Mind, and Spirit by Queen Afua. And she's in the States. And so it's this like rite of passage for women. And it goes through, it has like nine different gateways that you kind of work through. And you know, you have, you build an altar and it shows you how to do that. And then. Yeah. So, Did you use that when you built your altar, that altar? No. No, that I just, I really just went on intuition with that. I like mm. just kind of sat with it. So I changed it at the, at each equinox or each beginning of the season. So there are like nine gateways, but I figured there were 12 separate workshops in here. Um, Starting with the womb, and I figure I can start that and co-facilitate it with Cassandra, who's also very much interested in midwifery. And then sacred words, that could be, uh, I've spoken with Debbie, who would work on facilitating that. So just to get together, you know, where we just facilitate that process. There's sacred food, so there's another woman in the community who's really interested, or who does a lot of work around juicing and natural food. I definitely want to attend. Can <laughs> is, is this open to like... Yes. Yeah, yeah, everybody, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So be... sacred movement, beauty, <laughs> space, <laughs> healing, relationships, union. Um, yeah, just different different ways of, of working through our bodies and creating a nice practice for ourselves. Mm. It seems like what you've done with your life. I think you love your space. I love my work. Like to love your work is ideal. It is. And I always have like a problem with that though. Because it's just like it never registers as work. So sometimes that can be problematic, right? Because, like, as a midwife, that never registered as work. Mm. I mean, it did, like, the responsibility of it and the liability of caring for other people Mm -hmm. and the process of birth. Like, people don't mind when their 100-year-old grandfather dies, but if something happens to a baby, like, you know, so I get that part of it. Um, But it would be like, oh, I'd see a store that was hiring and be like, oh, maybe I'll... I'll apply. My partner would be like, you have a job. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. But that's like amazing that. to do, be doing work that doesn't 
feel like work? You feel, feel like, like work. It feels like such it a It just feels like your art. life is exhausting. <laughs> right? Like, you're just exhausted. It's like, why am I so exhausted? Oh, because you're on call 24-7. You, you know, you've been yeah. up for 36 hours, and you are exhausted. But it, was, it just felt like life was stressful, but not my work. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And here, it's the same thing. It's like, I can be here all the time. I am here a lot of the time. <laughs> you know, making that move from being solo to getting more people into your circle. With Cassandra, it just worked out beautifully. We met, we talked about midwifery, and it's just like, I don't know, are you interested in working here? You know, like, like before opening, so that was lovely. But yeah, to do that again, I'm just like, that's not going to happen again. Oh, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm so scared. And, you know, it's kind of like, I'm also a really open person, so it's hard for me to be on guard. It's hard for me to, like, work a situation and be like I'm just like that so that's great those are that's actually it's it's yeah but there are people that are really good at you know like really yeah I just can't we can't be good at everything right play the game play game yeah and so it can yeah I, I I don't know so and especially with kombucha and it being it's not actually a new thing but now it's become more popular and definitely like you know I kind of came on the scene with the shop there was no other shop around and now there's you know like I try not to stress out you know with you know there are definitely people that are more money than I am that can go out and just do this on a grander scale and, mm-hmm. and I kind of like you know, panic a little bit around that, but then I think I make a kombucha and it's, you know, in demand and people want it and competition is always great. I wanted to ask you, Cindy was mentioning that you had been considering some changes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Did you want to share about that? Sure, yeah. So at the moment, so this used to be like a sit-down place. I get a lot of, you know, how come we can't sit down? So I was trying to maintain that space, but um, because I need to brew more, I need more space for brewing. And since it's summer, I figure nobody's going to come in and sit down, so I'm as well going to block off this area so that I can get some more fermenters down here. And then hopefully in the later end of the fall, beginning of winter, I'll be able to open the whole thing up. Mm. And then the brewing will be at a proper brewery and... So not like in-house. Not in-house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'll have more space for people to sit and to maybe sit. to have your lectures. Yeah, to have lectures, to have it be like an apothecary where you come to the witch's brew for your medicine. I love it. Yes. For your herbal medicine. This is awesome. I'm only now starting to sort of. Um, I've always. I, I love eating. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> pleasuring my tongue and yeah. you know that kind of stuff. Uh, but lately, I've been really curious about you know, f- sort of food as medicine, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I, I've been buying a couple of things, and it's really interesting to me the whole you know kombucha. Um, I'd love to know more about it. I want to. I mean, maybe if there was. Uh, a sentence or something that you could, it sort of sum up its benefits. Okay, well, yeah, there's so many benefits to kombucha, but the main one is that it's really good for your digestive health. Okay. So, what it does because it's filled with so many probiotics, 
um, or probiotic culture, it works at just maintaining a great healthy balance in your gut. Now there's more research letting us know the importance of our digestive tract. It's connected to our brain, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same mm -hmm. one too. Skin. And, mm, so they have the same nerve endings. Mm -hmm. So if you think of it from that way, like what we eat affects how we think, how we feel, affects our mood. Like you can cure yourself with food. Well, not cure yourself, but you could do a lot of good work on yourself with food. To bring it back to midwifery, so the way we're formed is, as, chill, as an embryo, it's three layers of a tube, right? So if you think of us as one big tube, you have the digestive tract, and then you have the central nervous system, and then you have the cardiovascular system, right? So when I was thinking about it, it was kind of like, okay, you have the digestive system that has the exact same nerve endings as your brain, right? Um, and then you have, so then, you know, when you hear thought, uh, terms like um, uh, follow your gut or things like that, oh. like there's some, something to that, right? And then when you think of um, the kombucha, you drink it, it helps to colonize the bacteria, oh, gosh, in your gut, right? So, okay, if we think about how we're born. When we're born, whether through C-section or vaginally, well, before you're born, you're sterile. You're sterile in your mother's womb, in that environment. Your first, your very first connection or interaction with culture is through your mom. So you're either going through the vaginal, the, the, the birth canal or the vagina, or you're coming out through via C-section. You are first exposed to your mother's bacteria, to your mother's culture. And so that's your first exposure. So you come out and you come into the environment, and now your first, your gut's first exposure to bacteria is through your mother again, through colostrum, through breast milk. The first part of the breast milk that comes out is colostrum. And its job is to colonize your gut with good bacteria so that you can break down the milk that you receive. So three days later, mom's milk comes in and you have your milk and now your digestive tract is in the process of being, you know. And then as we grow, our brains, our central nervous system, then becomes colonized by culture. Like wow, <laughs> that's that's like totally what you just said. That's like my PhD. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a PhD. <laughs> colonized okay. by culture. Colonized by culture. Like just that term alone, like it's so mm. on so many different levels, right? And then, like I was reading this article the other day about the city, like looking at microbial and microbiome culture in the city and how each city has its own unique microbial makeup and how some cities are like painting using microbial mm -hmm. paints like I know in our home we used milk paints milk based paints before we even knew anything about it, just because mm -hmm. you know you're pregnant you don't want to use like paints mm -hmm. filled with VOCs but just like influencing the culture around us. Like, yeah. Ooh, culture, yeah. the dual meanings. The dual meanings, right? Like, it's pretty... Wow. It's pretty intense. It's deep. That's oh, an awesome yeah. image that you paint. And then at yes. the center of it is, is the cardiovascular system, the yeah. heart, the community. The, so that's 
what the witch's brew is rooted in. That's your astrological sign. I'm an Aquarius. Aquarius! Oh my god! I hardly meet Aquariuses. But uh, so very wise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very wise. Very creative. Very yeah. creative. Inventors. So we like, we, we talk, we think so a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and inventors. I've heard of inventors. Yes, inventors. I remember reading this thing how they were saying Aquariuses don't hoard your ideas. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, oh my god, I love that. Don't keep your ideas to yourself. You know, sometimes oh, you have like feedback. Oh, I just blurt out ideas. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best. And that's like when you're happiest, I bet. Yeah. Blurting out your ideas. Like I just, and I love to hear people talk about things that they're doing, and then I'll be like, you should do this, or you should do this. <laughs> right? I never oh, really <laughs> thought it was like that person that was always like, Enterprise, like, I could do it. it. I'm always telling people, you know, what you could do with that. Yeah, exactly. but it's because I think I'm like I always see like a business opportunity. Yeah, and it inspires me. Yeah. So, can we go yeah. into the brewery area to yeah. see you so you can talk about it? Oh, wow! It's not a disaster at all. What are you talking about? I think it's a disaster. There's kabucha everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my partner, he did everything. Wow, you sound like you have an awesome partner. Yeah. What are these called again? These are, um, they're actually wine fermenting tanks. So people mm. that make wine, this is this is what they they use to make it. How do you feel ha having been on a, this is your first podcast? My first on? podcast, I know, I Ooh. listen to podcasts every day. Oh, I love it. What are your favorites? Um... Have you listened to The Read? I haven't. Oh, you I the Read? <laughs> <laughs> That's like my guilty pleasure. I can't <laughs> I love, I want to say divine inter intervention. Yeah, divine intervention. Or divine intention. Mm, sure. <laughs> divine intention. Both. Jasmine the Aphrodisiac. Mm. Mm. <laughs>